podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the second season of the Bar Suitors Podcast. On the first episode of this new season, we'll be discussing the new changes to the podcast and talking about the summer that's just been, including talking about the Euros and the crazy transfer window that's still happening. And as such, we'll be talking about the ongoing deals such as Romelu Lukaku to Chelsea and Lionel Messi to PSG. We're also going to be making some wild predictions for the upcoming season across Europe's leagues, talking about League of Ireland teams in Europe, talking about fantasy football, and introducing our new section, the Matteo Flamini Quiz. So hopefully you enjoy this episode, and here's our snazzy new intro. Gerard, right, found out tonight. Nothing, player. We mustn't forget that it's been raining, so the pitch is quite... It's been raining! What's the goalie doing? Have we seen the moment pass? But it might have happened. Let's hope not. Hulahan. And fighting is there! Hello and welcome back to the Barstoolers podcast. I'm your host Connell, joined by my two co-hosts Michael and Ronan and we're back for the new season under a new name. If you listened to us last year, we were the Barstoolers Premier League podcast. Now we're just the Barstoolers podcast because we're going to be talking about all things football, whether it be the Premier League, Champions League, any European leagues and even the League of Ireland as uh, me and Ronan are big Dundalk fans. So we're just Glad to be back and we've got a, a host of new things to introduce to you, uh, including that new snazzy intro. Thoughts thoughts and new intro, boys? Fantastic. Nice. Yeah, levelling up. Uh, we mean business this time around. This time last year we were just starting up, didn't really know what to be at, but we are a few men on a mission this, this year for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We just learned our trade last year and now we're, we're taking it up a grade and as part of that, we've got a host of new changes. Uh, we've got a website now or a blog, uh, wordpress.com uh, And there, we're going to have uh, lots of articles on a host of different subjects. We've got lots of writers. Me and Ronan are going to be doing League of Ireland stuff. Former podcast host James will be doing sort of wider football cultural pieces. Uh, so it could be any sort of peculiar story from around Europe or even further afield in football. We've got Ryan Stelter. He's a Canadian. He's going to be writing on the Bundesliga. We've got Jordan Clark. He's going to be our La Liga writer. Uh, Giordano Pantosti, who was on the last episode of the podcast, uh, previewing the Euros. Did we um, predict Italy winning the Euros purely by having him on? Possibly. Could have been fish. We've also got James Simpson, uh, from the Total Screamers podcast. He's going to be our Premier League writer. So there'll be lots of stuff there. We've also set up a Ko-Fi page or coffee page. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's ko com slash barstoolers. And you can go on there and contribute to the show. So there's absolutely no need to do that, obviously. Just listen to the podcast, sharing it. Just interacting with our tweets and Instagram posts, whatever, is more than enough. But if you do want to go over there and contribute, you can. We've already got two contributors, so we're brilliant. Um, we're absolutely grateful for that. 
Uh, we've got new branding, as you might have seen all over our social media, so we're very happy with that. We've also joined uh, the Sports Social. The Sports Social is a sport sports exclusive podcast network, and we've joined up with them to in order to promote our podcast and generally just improve the show. And for the new season, we're going to have lots of guests, hopefully starting from next week. And I can promise you we've got some really, really good guests uh, lined up. So I think that's all the formalities out of the way. So I suppose the only place to start really is just to talk about the summer that's been. Talk about the Euros. We didn't do any podcast during the Euros. We're just taking a, a well-earned rest from the podcast game. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the Euros, boys? You know, it was a bit stressful at times as Irish people watching it, but a nice ending. Can I be honest? I kind of stopped watching after the last 16. I kind of got overwhelmed with the football, and there was a lot of games I just didn't care about after that. Um, Ukraine against England, that was never going to go any other way except England hammering them. I obviously watched the semi-finals. Um, actually, I don't think I even watched the England semi-final because I didn't want to see them win. And I was kind of passively watching the final because when they went one and up in the second minute or whatever it was, I was like, oh, can't be bothered with this. But yeah, it was really good, especially I think there was two games that finished 5-3 or something in the last 16. I do think before the Euros, I was very pro the 2014 Euros. Um, I think I've got against it now because there was just, you're getting overwhelmed with football. And I mean, I suppose it's not a bad thing, but you have a lot of games in there. Uh, I think it was Charlie Eckersley or something said it on the Football Clichés podcast at the start of the year. He said, you know, you want to see the best of the best. And I mean, it's nice to see North Macedonia in it, but I also don't want to watch North Macedonia against Austria. I'll be totally honest. So like some the Football like Clichés podcast, you know, maybe a, a collab with uh, a member of that soon. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, overall good. Um, of the Euros I've watched, um, I think it's probably the best Euros I've watched. Obviously, the other ones, like the two that Ireland were in, probably a bit of nostalgia for them, probably not 2012, not so much, because we got hammered in every game. Um, but in terms of pure quality of football and the entertainment, it's probably been the best one I've watched anyway. It was nice watching the Euros completely as a neutral not having to have the stress of watching an Ireland game. And it was great seeing Italy win as well, especially beating England. And all the England fans, like, oh, Jesus, the best team England have had in however many years. But they only played one top 10 team in the whole tournament and they lost in the final to them. They played the washed Germany team and there's, oh, it's coming home. They were giving it the big ones. And then they got, they got Benucci'd. Uh, and you just love to see it. Yeah, certainly love to see it. I've uh, I've got something coming in the post, hopefully any day that this week, hopefully. And uh, if you follow us over on TikTok at Barstoolers, you'll 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 see what it is. I've got something planned for that. Um, but yeah, no, the Euros, as you were saying, Ronan, it was just unbelievable from start to finish. I mean, there was one particular day where Spain bet. Oh, who did yeah, it? Was just, it was the same day, right? Croatia. It was Croatia. That was the same day so- as. France got knocked out against France, France Switzerland. Yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. Best football, football ever. Yeah. I, I, I knew a lad who had a wedding, like his mate's wedding that day, and we were just going mad in the group chat, and he was like, lads, what have I missed? And me and one of the other lads were like, probably the best day of football ever, if we're being quite honest. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but <laughs> that, yeah, 
<laughs> I will admit, I did miss the France game because Love Island may or may not have been on at the same time. So I think that was a day Love Island started as well. Like, what a day. What a day. Yeah, it was. Oh, the world. It was yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was guilty. I was drawn in by the trap of Love Island just to miss. I had them, I had them both up. I had Love Island on my phone and I had the game on my laptop. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was touch and go whether we were going to stick to a football podcast. We were half tempted to, to rebrand to a Love Island podcast during the summer. Uh, such was, um, I mean, the quality of Love Island this year, but maybe that's for a different uh, well, Toby, podcast. I mean, he's bringing the football aspect. He's he's hashtagging exactly. it the whole way to the final, and he's he's bagging goals in the way. Like he is the the, un, hey, what, the hero we few, didn't know we needed. There's a few players on that on that in that villa. Yeah, you know, players Toby, he, he's going to win the 50 grand with Chloe. He's going to take the 50 grand for himself and donate it directly to hashtag United's transfer funds. <laughs> That's how much he loves the game. Um, so, yeah, other than the Euros, I mean, the general football, is, I, I said this yesterday, I think, in the group chat, football has just generally been on a mad one recently. Like, there's been some crazy transfers, especially in the Premier League. We don't want to focus too much in the Premier League, but... It, we, we might slip into that from time to time in this podcast. Uh, but, I mean, what's the what are some of the transfers that have caught your eye? There's still some mad ones going on right now. I mean, I do think, like, when there's international tournaments on, transfer windows always a little bit more mad anyway. Um, like, I'm loving some of the rumours, especially the ones that there's a few around Patrick Schick. I've seen a load of Chelsea fans being like, we should get rid of Werner, sign Patrick Schick. He's clearly brilliant. It was like, he's never had a 10-goal season or anything more than 10 goals in the league season. He had a good year. It was just calm down. Um, stuff like that I do enjoy Patrick Schick my... stinks of a West Ham signing oh, just the, the Czech Republic there was one week they were linked to Patrick Schick Yaremchuk and they were probably linked to Yarmolenko as well even though we already played with them <laughs> just because of the Euros <laughs> there's been a few disgraceful transfers the number one transfer fucking Ben White 50 million, <laughs> and he's not even the best defender at Brighton. Lewis Dunk's better than him, he's oh. barely the second best behind Webster. <laughs> when, when, when Connell texted me saying that it was happening, I thought he was joking. I was physically ill when he said, I mean, then, uh, yeah, the next one. Then, then you said, <laughs> you said Aaron Ramsdale has been linked to Arsenal as well, and it was just such an adon believer for 40 was, million. It's it's vile that that's yeah, been allowed to happen. If you're listening, yeah, if you listened to us last year, you know Aaron Ramsdale is not a well loved character on this podcast. Shit. Neither is Ben he White, is to be honest. He's the worst goalkeeper I've seen in the Premier League. Actually, no, second worst. The worst goalkeeper I've ever seen in the Premier League is Lawson. The man who used to play for Huddersfield. Oh, yeah, he was not good. He was a disgrace. Him and that lad who played for West Ham. Uh, what was it? Was Sergio? I think. I think Lossel was the third choice keeper for Denmark or something at the Euros, and he just mm. stinks of third choice keeper at Euros. Everton have made some interesting signings with the Begovic, Townsend, and Damari Gray. With so the... again, don't want to interrupt you there, but I feel I, I need to again talk about some of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League. Asmir Begovic, I've never rated that man. He, he, I mean, he's awful. Yeah, but he I scored mean, a goal, didn't he? He scored a goal, he's, so he's a bit he's, of a legend. He, he's balding. I mean, United are playing Everton in a friendly there. And Dallow just, like, flicked it on with the back of his head. And Dallow is not a airily good player. I'm not sure how it went in. Uh, on that friendly, 
State of Bruno Fernandez knee sliding in a friendly. Uh, a that is all it. I have to say. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking loser. He can't even get in the Portugal squad. Diogo Jota, clear. <laughs> There's a lot of very Premier League transfers that have happened. Like, I think Nathan Collins... Well, sorry, but well, that's not Premier League. No, yeah, nice. Nathan Collins... Nathan Collins to Burnley for 12 million. Extremely Premier League. Um, Ashton... Uh, sorry, Ashley Young back to Aston Villa. Was great. Oh, yeah. Actually, Danny Ings to Villa. That was a mad... Villa have done some fantastic business. Yeah, serious. When they have uh, Leon Bailey, Danny Ings. I've got Bailey, Buendia, and Watkins next year. BBW. Oh, who is that? <laughs> Brighton, Brighton have signed Gary Dicker. I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's went in as the same role as Paul McShane to United as an under-23 player slash coach. So, That's yeah, unbelievable. Two, two Irish lads. Um, Jack Grealish was just done over the line. Pep is pulling his hair out because... Messi then became free agent a day later. So, yeah, Jack Grealish, he's 100 million is a bit disgusting because he's not worth 100 million. Yeah, I mean, just because he's English. Right, Ryan right, Bertrand to Leicester was a bit of a weird one, I thought as well. Oh, that makes oh, that makes a lot of sense, though. I yeah. can't believe he hasn't played for them before. Um, uh, but just on Jack Grealish, been. you know, before we deviate away, I mean, what's your thoughts on 100 million for Grealish? Because, you know, um, might get I'm some... just. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm just looking at the transfer here. Scott Carson has joined City on a permanent. He wasn't on a permanent? No, yeah. He's, he's on loan. On a, yeah. Was he? He's signed oh, on a permanent for free. That's, that's good, yeah. Um, just one on the top of Grealish. Like, I, I really like Grealish as a player. I think he's fantastic. But £100 million for a player who, in my opinion, doesn't really improve them that much. Like, is Jack yeah. Grealish that much better than someone like Bernardo Silva who they're going to ship out. Yeah, I don't think so. Like it's not a problem position for them at all. So I don't know why they felt the need to splash a hundred million on. Them. Yeah, because they've Sterling as well. Like they need Kane mm. more than they need Sterling. Or not Sterling. They need they needed to sign Kane more than they needed to sign Jack Grealish. Yeah. Because the outgoing of Aguero and Gabriel Jesus, he's not all that. Matt, yeah, Aguero's, Aguero's trying to cancel his deal to Barcelona now as well because Messi left. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> gone. Which is fantastic. Barcelona are washed. I saw yeah. a picture of like their... So they shared the captaincy. So it was like Sergio Roberto, Busquets, PK, And I can't remember who the fourth one was. Sergio but... Roberto? So you mm. see like the picture of... Few, like five or six years ago, like Xavi and the S, the Messi, Busquets. So you're like, oh, what a fall from grace. And um, free, free my guy Pedri he's stopping all that now as well oh yeah Chap has been exhausted with games yeah this is what I was saying in the United group chat you know United look at Barcelona's situation go up to them give them 20 quid and a packet of Harry Bulls for Frankie De Jong or Pedri take it or leave it you know Barcelona they're in a bad bad situation I think United should go all out for one of their midfielders just test yeah. the waters Frankie De Jong was great at the Although Euros Pedri I think is out of contract next year so he could go in a free next year that'd be oh. huge that'd be absolutely huge um, but again on, on the topic of United I think it would be remiss of me as a United fan not to ask you about Sancho and Varane because I mean that improves United massively Two world-class players for pretty reasonable fees in huge problem positions. They improve United massively. 
Um, and what do you think United can do this year? Because personally, I probably see as much as they improve United, I think United will finish lower than they did last year. I think it'll be third. I think I think the top three is going to be same as last year, and maybe just Liverpool and United are going to switch positions. But you don't know because like Liverpool haven't they haven't um, strengthened at all. Why not? They've set the door. Like yeah, they haven't signed Canate. And but I think well, I don't know, but I've seen a good few. Like Liverpool journalist reporting, um, I think it was James Pierce and Paul Joyce were saying like they are going to sign someone towards the end of the window. Like we need another striker and we need another midfielder. Mbappe. And I was saying, I was saying, like we might only do one because we've only, like Liverpool only buy if they sell. And yeah. I mean, we haven't sold a massive amount this year. Like we've gotten, I think we, I think we've earned back the Canate fee from what we've sold, but That's... we're not taking any. Payments or something on Harry Wilson until next year. A twelve million for Wilson, like Gruwich. I can't imagine he was much. And then like, I'd say once we get because I think Shakiri wants to go and Lazio want to sign him. <laughs> Dave Ocarigi doesn't want to leave. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. I think yeah, uh, Liverpool at the at the minute without any additions. We'll see what is at the end of the window. Maybe have a discussion in that in September. But I think Liverpool fourth for me. Fourth, or oh, what do you have? Like, like Canate, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Mm. This will this will be a very competitive league season. Oh, incredible! The last two, it's just been walkaways. Like the last few years, there hasn't been like it's it maybe a two horse race, but having there is definitely four proper title contenders this year. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's it's great because Liverpool are obviously always going to be up there and still have a very good team. United look pretty class. Chelsea look even better than United do, probably. And then City are obviously unreal. And you could conceivably see any of them winning the title, really. But on the other hand, I don't think there'll be like any top four race. I don't think anyone puts pressure no. on those four teams. No, no. Yeah. Spurs are washed. Arsenal no. are not good. And Leicester will I mean, probably finish above both Spurs and Arsenal, so... Um, I think Spurs have recruited well. Like Romero's decent. It's good. Um, a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. But you, 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 he's good. They got Galeno and Brian Brian Gill from Brian Gill. Yeah. That's a good signing. Like Lamella wasn't doing anything, so I think that's yeah. a good signing. They got Galeno in from Atlanta. I think Larice has been a problem from the last few years. So look, if he's decent, but again, not, I still mm. I still don't think. He's from yeah, he was from United's Academy. Like was never particularly read Galini. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't think Letaro, anyway. apparently, according to the Times. <laughs> which would be pretty reliable. Jacko was yeah. going to to Inter, mm. so Yeah. Inter, yeah, Lukaku will be on his way to Chelsea as per mm. Romano. He just he just knows everything. Yeah. Hundred and fifteen I mean, million Euro. Yeah, I mean, this is something I feel quite passionate about. I'd love to hear your takes on it. But I think the guts, I think it's £98 million pound is the exact fee, no add-ons or anything. For a 28-year-old Lukaku is is nonsense, in my opinion, because Chelsea should just take the L this year, go with Havertz as a false nine, stick with Werner, and then next year they'd have a chance oh, yeah. for uh, Haaland. Now they've ruled themselves out of Haaland. They've signed off their fate in that aspect and now they're just going to have to persist with Lukaku and I think Lukaku will have a brilliant start to the season 
And look, if he's good enough for the whole season and Chelsea win the league, will they care that much? Probably not, because they've won the league. They're going to be up there for the Champions League again, you'd think. Uh, but Lukaku, over the course of a season or two, is going to start to stink up the place. He's got a weird attitude. Um, I think he makes others around him worse. And uh, the fact he's so open to just hopping from club to club is a massive red flag as well. I mean, he went to Everton, United wanted them, he hopped at the chance, then Inter wanted them, didn't put up a fight, hopped at that, Chelsea wanted him, he's flying to them now. Uh, I And I feel um, awkward about saying this because I still think Lukaku's a great player and he could very easily get 25, 30 goals from this season, but I still, I still don't think it's worth it at all. Yeah, especially when there's that prospect of Haaland and even Mbappe because Mbappe's out of contract at the end of next season. So, yeah, because PSG, they'll, they'll need the funds for the wages with big Lionel coming in the door. So that was... PSG, PSG haven't spent any money in the summer. Well, they've spent 80 million on Kimi, but they've gotten Donnarumma, they're going to get free, Messi, yeah. and they're going they to get Ramos, Ramos and Wijnaldum. Obviously, and Wijnaldum. Obviously, they're all on big wages, but I don't think they're going to be as affected by... Uh, Financial fair play this season. I'm assuming they're selling one or two players as well because they'd have to. And they could next year, they could well get pogged on a free. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how are they getting oh, away with this? Is this just what Juventus did five years ago? They just signed every good player Except on a free. On a crazy scale. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not signing sort of washed players. Like maybe Ramos, he's getting on, but he's still class. He's I mean, still otherwise, class, yeah. Wijnaldum may be a little bit past his peak, but I mean, Donnarumma, Messi, you know. Uh, who else to sign on for you? Oh, no, it was just Hakimi then. It was a, no, it was 80 million. Hakimi was 80 million. Yeah. Um, but again, maybe a good se- segue. You know, we're fairly flying through the topics here. A lot to talk about. I mean, Lionel Messi, like he's he's actually leaving Barcelona. When yeah. that whole news came out, I imagine it was just some posturing to get La Liga to bend the rules or something. But no, he's going to PSG. It's hard to find the words to describe the magnitude of Messi leaving Barcelona. Yeah, I was trying to explain it to my non-footballing friends. Like, I just couldn't because it, nothing like it has ever happened before. And I can't put it into a real world scenario because doing it with the Super League was it was difficult, but it was a little bit easier because we have the GAA and like explaining it in terms of that. But with Messi going, it's it's mental. Like he is the GOAT. He's the best ever. He's fresh off a Copa America win. His first international, like, his proper, because he won the Olympics, but it's yeah, his first proper, as well. first proper international win. He was loving that. Everyone was loving him winning the Copa America. And then he's like, right, you know what? I'll take 50% wage cut because Barcelona are in a bit of a financial pickle. He's just gone. Like, I was watching the press conference even before he started speaking. He was in floods of tears. They clap for him for like two minutes. It, it's just crazy. Football with Messi, not a Barcelona. It'll be so weird seeing him in a different jersey. I don't know if either of you noticed this. Obviously, this is one of the biggest moments in football history. So Gino Dest was wearing a Chicago Bulls jersey at the, at the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sunday. It's casual. <laughs> and his kids are um, definitely like, why is he crying? Because they don't understand yeah. the magnitude. His kids are funny. They're, I think it's a middle one. He's an absolute shithouse. 
It's amazing. Yeah, Runs around the house screaming Liverpool and Deepak Origi and he doesn't care. <laughs> he celebrates when the other team scores just to piss off his brother. Like, you, you just love it. Like, I mean, right, so Messi to PSG for, I think, on a two-year contract. I mean, if they, don't win, the, if they don't win the Uber Eats <laughs> this year, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I don't know. Like, If they lose us, a game, there's something oh, wrong with them. Actually, Going to be Which, terrifying looking at Messi in that league now that I'm deep in it. Oh my, he's gonna, he's gonna score like wreck can, you, can, you, <laughs> can you imagine him playing against fucking Angers? Like, it's they, they don't mean, have any footballers. Like, he'll be the first player ever to score a double hat trick. Neymar's, Neymar's delighted because he finally has someone to carry him again. He'll <laughs> get the fraud as way to something. The worst thing with that team is like they're going to be on the break and Bappe, Neymar, Messi on the break, but why Nalden will still pass the ball backwards. Also, good sign for PSG in another sense because the month that Neymar spent away uh, for his sister's birthday for some inexplicable <laughs> reason, they'll actually have someone to cover him for the month. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neymar, he takes the piss in that league. He can only imagine what Messi will do. He is going to commit crimes. Could you imagine? On... I'm just thinking it out. What was it the year that Messi was it 2012? Messi scored like 92 goals. Could you imagine how many more it would have been if he was in Lyon? Oh, he would have scored 400 goals. Imagine him break that this year. Or when they play in the, if they play some bum wash French team in the cup, bring on Messi. He's scoring too many goals. Like they're just going to stop keeping count. Like oh, like Messi in that <laughs> in that drippy PSG gear. Yeah. They yeah, PSG. Like I have to get a jersey. I have to <laughs> I'm starting to cave in to my human rights supporting self. <laughs> yeah, at this stage, like they, they just drip too hard. I've got a PSG tracksuit. I have the pink jersey on the way. Like, it's just too... They, their clobber is the best. I don't the care. Bad, I'll get that one, but with Herrera on the back. You know? The only bad outcome for this is football Twitter is going to be disgustingly one-sided. Because everyone's either Messi, Neymar, Ronaldo, or Mbappe on football Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's going to oh, be disgusting. Yeah. yeah, that's disgusting. Ronaldo, I mean, yeah, he's... It would have been amazing if he went to Juve and the two boys were on the same team. But, yeah, PSG, he's going to do bad, bad, bad things. This PSG team, like, it's on paper, it's every bit as good as the Real team but a few years ago on the Barcelona's, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's going to be Donnarumma, Hakimi, Ramos, Kimpembe, Bernache, Marquinhos, Verratti, uh... Who else in midfield? Wijnaldum, and then they'll have Mbappe, Mbappe uh, Neymar, Messi, and that's a little like Di Maria. Uh, yeah. And they the could get Pogba and Camavinga on a free next year. Yeah, fuck that. Goodness. James got out at a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is James' worst nightmare. This is honestly the one thing that we did not want to happen. It's coming and it's coming fast. Just one last thing on Messi. We need to talk about it. What do you make of these takes that he, he should have played for free? They couldn't have done it anyway. It's been pointed out by so many people. Even if he played on a free, they were breaking the rules that La Liga were enforcing. It just couldn't happen. People need to shut up about it. Okay, so just to cap off this uh, summer transfer window segment, what is your number one signing that just caught your eye? It doesn't have to be the best signing. Just maybe a, a sort of I don't believe it sort of transfer. I think a, a clever transfer is 
Pax and Daka to Leicester. That's one that I am intrigued by. We see him like Danny Aarons and the boys love him on FIFA and he seems like a nice guy. And Jamie Vardy aging. Kalechi is in the goals as well, but another another striker added to that Leicester mix could be very good. It's not the most uh, sort of groundbreaking signing, but I think it was a good one. Paxson uh, Daka is in that full name category, isn't he? He will only ever be referred to as Pats Daka. Um, yeah, absolutely. For me, probably a little bit more boring, but it has to be for Ran. I mean, he was cheaper. I know people will, will ex- be explaining that, you know, oh, well, Ben White is longer on his contract and he's English and it matters. No, it doesn't. He's not worth 50 million. Varane cheaper than Ben Moish is an unbelievable signing. Also, um, I think Harry, I know a lot of people have a split opinion on Harry Maguire. I think he's very good. And I think he'd be even better with someone like Varane beside him because Varane is rapid as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think Varane for 40 million is easily the best signing of the summer or most noticeable. Um, I mean, Messi on a free is probably more whatever. But. He's on a free. That's like a, outrageous. Uh, I'm glad you said that wrong because I essentially just brought in that question just to say that mine was Raphael Varane. So I yeah. wanted to talk about him. I've been waiting for a while to talk about that because I remember I woke up one morning in June. It was in the Euros. I think it was the day or two maybe before they played Switzerland and they got knocked out. That I can't, There was someone reliable saying, maybe it was Romano with that United run for Varane. And my brother was there that morning. I was like, what's this about Varane? He's like, yeah, yeah, seeing that's like, I said, fuck, Varane and Maguire. And now it's actually happened. It's like, I have to pinch myself. Like, this is Champions League Varane, as Paul Pogba would say. Like, that's a lethal duo. Like, Varane, an ultimate team next year, it's going to be disgusting. Yeah, Joe Gomez, was... Canate, and Varane all Lincoln. It's going to be the worst. I, 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 one of my favorite things about that was like, obviously, you had the talk sport lads and that talked about. Will will he be able to adapt to the Premier League? I was like, nah, won a World Cup, four Champions League. Nah, he won't be able to cope at all. Absolutely yeah. not. What's what's Neil? Mo- How is he going to do it? Neil Mopai. Yeah, yeah, Chris Wood. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, delighted to see how he gets on. Hope, like, it's a pretty low risk sign as well because the fee involved is crazy. Like, fair yeah. play. Like, United got a great deal there. Like, credit. He technically, like, still hasn't signed though. Am I right? No, he had. He had. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's quarantining. There was a visa problem now he's quarantining, but it'll probably be done late this week or something. Um, but I think that's that sort of segment uh, finished. And uh, we couldn't possibly do this podcast uh, as as Irish football fans without talking about League of Ireland in Europe to this stage. I mean, it's been absolutely brilliant. Perhaps, uh, Ronan, you could talk heavy about this subject. I don't know how much you can... Michael, but um, I mean, Dundalk are absolutely flying. Got through two rounds, then got a draw against the Test last week. Uh, Bohemians are absolutely flying. You know, nobody would have thought they even got to this stage. And then the bet Pauk, massive team, Shinji Kagwa, played off the pitch by Ross Tierney, who I met in the Comet in Santry last month. Uh, and Rovers doing really well as well. Uh, perhaps more understandable with the Champions route. They played Tuta. From Albania, uh, I mean, you know, a win's a win in Europe. Um, but I mean, League of Ireland teams in Europe have been a joy so far, haven't they, Ronan? Yeah, I actually, I'd be well, not surprised, but I fancy Rovers to get into the group stage this year. Yeah, because um, they have a, they're playing floor talent probably because I think I'm only a Nicosia one that tie. 
they're playing the losers of Flora Talon and Ammonia Nicosia, and I think Nicosia won. They they won the first leg anyway by a few goals. Uh, so it's probably going to be Flora Talon they're playing, who are obviously better than Lavadia Talon, who Dundalk beat in the second round. But Lavadia are above them in the league, though. Are they? Yeah, so we yeah. don't know. That, yeah. That's like that's a it's a bit like Dundalk last year. It's like it's not a guaranteed win like we had against Klaxovic because like they're obviously there for a reason. But it's the best chance Rovers are ever going to have to get into the group changes again because it's easy, easy the nicest draw. Well, the nicest draw they've ever gotten in Europe anyway. Um, I think it's been a favourable draw for all the League of Ireland teams, really. I know Dundalk struggled to get past Slovadia, but it's still a team from Estonia. Yeah. Um, as a team, we probably, with the quality in our squad, we should have been beaten. Um, obviously, Dundalk are having a poor season. Uh, I've had a bit of a mid-season revival. Um, I think Bose, look, Bose, I think, had a nice draw as well. I think Doodlange in the second leg, second round even. Um, I mean, look, they're not, Doodlange aren't the worst team in the world. Uh, and you have to be what's put in front of you, but whatever about whether they beat an easy team or not. I mean, they beat Pauk, who are one of the biggest teams in Greece. Uh, they won the league in Greece, I think, two years ago as well. They won the Greek Cup against Olympiakos in May. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's... Like, all all the Irish teams are playing to a really high standard. And you have Sligo, who lost to FH 3-0 yeah. or something in the first round. Yeah, that, was, that was disappointing. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if you can blame... Sligo for that because obviously Sligo have a really good model it's their first year in Europe since 2013 probably 14 um, yeah probably yeah and like Sligo they're a bit like Bowes last year they're on the up but they're not quite there yet I don't feel it's like even that's not to be discouraged by that loss um, and like they had FH who are decent squad decent team as well um, I think former Dundalk player actually scored a hatchet against them Steve Lennon I think scored a hat trick in the game. Still, still playing for them, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, me and Connell, obviously they're they're starting to open the the matches now. So we're going to the game against Vitesse and Tala on Thursday, which is as soon the as after this beat. comes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tried to get tickets um, for that, but I'm working, so I can't go. Looking forward to that now. To be honest, I don't know how we got on the second leg because we looked quite leggy yesterday against the Pats. We lost four one. I mean, um, yeah, but to, to be honest, I was watching that game, the the first leg, and I we, you'd already got me the tickets for the game at that stage, and I was just praying that we didn't lose 4-0, because, yeah. I mean, I'd be getting to a match for the first time since the pandemic, so it would have been good enough anyway, but it would have been a little bit depressing if it was just like a complete dead rubber, but no, like we're well and truly in the tie. Yeah, so and like I'd that was the away leg, that. and that was the away leg as well. Mm. So like, I mean, oh, whatever happens, I'll be looking forward to that game massively, you know. So that in itself. We're not kidding ourselves. We know we're massive underdogs even after the first leg. Um, and, but um, you, have, you have to back yourself. As I say on Love Island, you have to back yourself. Uh, Dundalk moving mad in Europe. Um, Openda, though, he's suspended for the second leg because that's yes. stupid red card he got. Yeah, what the fuck was he at? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, terrible. Um, but yeah, all those ties, I think, are on Thursday. Uh, Bohemian's first leg was on Tuesday, but I, I think it is Thursday. Um, I fully expect Bulls to go out to Pauk, but that's fine. They're a massive team. But look, they've got the advantage so far. Uh, Rovers, I'd absolutely expect them to see the second leg out in Albania. And Dundalk, you know, we've got to back yourself. I'm going for 2 1 to Dundalk and going through to the playoff against Anderlecht. Um, But that's maybe a little bit hopeful. 
Yeah, um, okay. I'm probably going to say the same. I feel like, I don't know about Bowes. I feel like Bowes, Bowes and the Dock are both in the balance. I think if Bowes were going into that game with a 2 0 lead against Pike, you'd have a little bit more confidence in them, obviously. Um, but I just feel, I think Pike probably, I don't know if they have full stadiums in Greece or not. Whatever they are, that's going to be genuinely terrifying because Greek fans are mad for Bowes. You'd expect Rovers to go through. Dundalk, I don't know, but I'm going to back us. I'm going to say 1 0. Manifesting, as uh, the young yeah. say, manifesting. I, um, I put crystals under Vinnie Park's bed and hid them in Tala Stadium, manifesting <laughs> this win. <laughs> um, right, so next segment. This will maybe be a quick one, but we have to go over it um, just very quickly. Fantasy football. And just to start off this segment, the Barcelona's again have a fantasy football league. Uh, the code for that can be found if you go to our Twitter, I believe it's the pinned tweet, or go over to our Instagram. We're putting that up on our story sort of every couple of days up until Friday when the Premier There's League starts. There's a post starts, on, so. on Instagram as well with the, the code that's yeah. quite, quite clear on it. But yeah, yeah all entries. We're, we're ready for war in fantasy football this year. Whoever uh, yeah. wants the smoke can get it. We, yeah, the bar stoolers and uh, the rest of our friends. We have our drafts tonight, uh, or two days ago as a recording. So I mean, we're all we're all pretty pumped. You know, first podcast back. The draft. There's it's a lot a of big, emotion big day, today. Yeah. A lot of emotion. I mean, there's mind games going on here between us. We've got we're yielding knives behind our cameras here. Um, so just an FPL very quickly. Who's your absolute must-have player? Salah. He gets the goals. He's a midfielder, so he gets the extra points for the goals. Some people might go on about the City lads, but Pep's Galaxy brain, you never know who he's going to play. And it was great with the Euros that you could change the team and if they didn't play, you could take players out. But you don't have the luxury that in the fancy football for the Premier League. So I would say Mohamed Salah is the GOAT pick for anyone in fancy football. If you don't have him, you're losing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to. I have to agree. I think it has to be Salah. It doesn't matter how he's playing. It doesn't matter how Liverpool are playing. He will get points if Liverpool are doing well. That's a bonus. He might get a few more. But yeah, there's no doubt about it. Everybody has them in the team. Everybody should. Uh, if you don't have them, you're only going to fall behind everybody else. So don't galaxy brain it. Just pick him. I know he's the most expensive player. Just pick him. He's the most expensive player for a reason. He's been the highest points scoring in fantasy football. I think three of the four years he's been back in the Premier League. So, obviously, he's the number one pick. Um, other than that, you'd probably say Bruno. Um, just because United probably have a better team this year. They're probably going to score more goals. Um, and he's probably going to get more assists. I don't know if he'll score as many goals because you don't know what pendies and that. Showing that yeah. yeah um, they might not get as many pendies as they got last year. I'm not saying... Fernandez is a penalty merchant. I'm just he saying is. he takes the penalties. He absolutely, he takes the penalties. <laughs> and United, United got a lot of penalties last season, so that's why he did so well in fantasy football. But like, he is going to be a good choice. I feel he got uh, found he out at the Euros because he is a penalty merchant. Um, if Kane goes to City, he's going to score at least 100 goals next season. <laughs> yeah, uh, so if that um... happens. You need him, but other than that, strikers wise. Uh, I don't know. He's just going to score. The strikers forwards. are not great. Like. Lukaku, Lukaku's probably going to score 20 goals. Mm, we'll see what his price is. Like, um, you can't pick Firmino because he's dirt. Yeah. No. That's standard. Uh, like, Vardy's probably the best. Football works. Vardy's probably the best striker. 
Um, yeah, but he had a big fall off the second half of the season last year. Well, DCL, oh, yeah, was, he, he was good at the start, and again, he, he fell off. Mm. I think he has an injury at the start of the season as well. Uh, but yeah, maybe touching on that, who are your absolute must-avoid players? N'Golo Kante. The amount of people that have Kante in their team is absolutely ridiculous. Because he's good. Understand. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. I know at the Euros, he had like a 40 or 50% selection rate. So yeah. You need to stay away from defensive midfielders. I think if you are to pick a defensive midfielder, the only one you could maybe vouch for is Suchek because he gets goals because he's large and he has a big head. But if we're yeah, talking yeah. about if we're talking about goalkeepers, Aaron Ramsdale, if has he signed for Arsenal or not? No, no, he hasn't. No. Well, no, if he, he does, avoid him like the plague. <laughs> yeah. Well, he may well be coming in as a second choice at the start anyway. But yeah. Um, my must avoid players. I feel very weird saying this because I've got two shouts, and at the minute they're both in my team. But that's purely out of pure caution, right? The first one is Fernandez. Fernandez this year is twelve million. I think last year he was ten point five, yeah. and I think his output is going to reduce for a few reasons. One, the penalties, and second of all, I think United are going to a four three three this year. So he's not going to be the sole creative focus like he was last year. So it'll probably be for the benefit of United. But I think Fernandez's stats this year aren't going to be as good. And at 12 million, I wouldn't recommend. I just have him in at the start. I'll probably play my wild card three or four weeks in. And the other one would be Ivan Tony, because 6.5 million, he seems appealing. He's never played in the Premier League before. Again, I just have him at the start because there's not many options, but I'll, I'll probably just see how he gets on. Uh, just on any sleepers, is there any players that you think, you know, I'm talking 4 million, 4.5 million, I is would there any players who you'd that. recommend? Oh, I, don't, I, see, I, don't, I don't play normal fantasy football. I just do the draft with the lads because I can't be arsed going in changing my captain and stuff every week. I genuinely can't. Uh, another one I was going to say for like a must avoid, I would actually probably say Jack Grealish because Ooh. pep rotation. City players in general are it's it's hard to like the only ones that are guaranteed to start every week are usually Ederson and Ruben Diaz. Yeah, that's true. And well, yeah, even with the Brian, you like you can't guarantee the Brian will play, but I would. Like, I haven't made my team just yet. I'll be making it later on after we do our, our draft. But I'd imagine someone like Timo Pukki is relatively cheap. And I know he is, he's a fraud. Norwich got relegated last season, but I mean, he did score a few goals and he got player of the month. Yeah, he scored about five goals. FIFA was great. He scored about five goals in the first month, two seasons ago, and then he just stopped for the rest of the season. Yeah, just on the, the sleepers in FPL, one at the start to keep an eye on, a four-million defender is Andrew Amabamadele. Uh, he is from Leakslip, uh, so maybe I'm biased because he's Irish, but I think he's Norwich's third-choice centre-back, and he's been playing a lot in pre-season, so he's going to get some minutes. He's only four million. Uh, Josh Brownhill is the Burnley winger. Uh, he's only 4.5 million, and he's quite, he's quite attacking, so keep an eye on him at 4.5. I don't think you can go wrong. And just pending on any potential transfers, if Brandon Williams goes to Southampton alone, he's only four million. 
he's quite an attacking right back or, or left back, depending on which position he plays. He's attacking either way. Southampton on a decent team, he's four million. So if he goes there on loan, get Brandon Williams. Okay, so I think it's finally time to go on to a segment that I've very much been looking forward to. We're going to go with three wild predictions. These are bold shouts for the season. Um, we're going to stick our neck out in the line uh, and go for it. So I think we should probably do it one person at a time so we can digest them. Um, who, you know, which one of you is going to go first, Michael Rona? Let Mixer go first because he's already got the boldest of opinions. Okay, oh, start that, from that's your a reason to go tame. last because I the, right the most tame. Uh, Southampton to get relegated. Uh, they had a good start, but then they started falling off big time last season with Danny Ings being injured, and now he's gone. So they've lost out on a lot of goals. Yeah, I think they're washed, and it's their time. Hasselhutl, he'll get sacked early in the season, and they won't recover. They're getting dusted. That's my first prediction. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair enough, I think. I think they'll probably be down there. They seem to have got a decent replacement for Ings, Adam Armstrong. I just kind of know him from FIFA. He's very quick and seems like a similar type of player. But yeah, they haven't really brought in anyone else, have they? So so yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Uh, well, I don't think they're going to get relegated, but I can see them struggling this season. Um, they'll be 16th or 17th, I think. I feel yeah. like... In terms of relegation, I think it's going to be Norwich, Watford, and I'm going to say Palace as the third one, but it could be Brentford mm-hmm. or Southampton as well. I think those three are going to be battling out for the last one. Um, I don't think it's a bad shout. Like, yeah. I can definitely see that happen. We'll allow it. Yeah. Second yeah. shout. Right, second one. Uh, Barcelona will not qualify for the Champions League. Uh, with Messi gone... They're going to struggle big time. Their, their team is... It's nothing without Messi. Griezmann is not good. Depay, I mean, he's okay, but they've lost all the goals and assists of Messi. And he is irreplaceable. They can't, no matter what they do, and they can't do anything because they have no money. Pique is not good anymore. He was fantastic back in the day. And they're going to get knocked out of the Champions League group stages. Uh, whether that be fourth or third, I don't know, but I can't see them getting out. They are going to struggle massively this season. They will not be good. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, but like, can you imagine Barcelona with the Europa badges on their on their sleeves? It would be so unwholesome. It's a messy effect. Yeah, you. yeah, it'd be sacrilegious, wouldn't it? Then wearing Europa League badges. I actually had that. Well, I had to change it because you said it before the podcast. Um. But I, I said that as well, that they weren't going to get Champions League. Although I don't know who goes in instead of them, because I don't know who finished fifth in the... I think it was Sassy, Dad. Yeah, yeah the league is pretty piss poor outside the top four, in fairness. <laughs> it's bad yeah. this season. Uh, yeah. They've lost well, the sex appeal with no Messi. Yeah, I could see I could see it happening. Um, actually, mm-hmm. what I just thinking about that, I don't think it's there. Um, obviously, Sevilla had a really good season last season. Um... Like they might do a title challenge this year as well because they're like, well, we weren't, weren't great last year. Um, Easy money. 
Although I feel like <laughs> I it's... bet every pound I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were up there towards the end of the season. Sure, they were even there this season. They were only five points or six points off. I think we were. I'll get the table up here. They, uh, they were up there. They, yeah, they were yeah. a handful of points. Sevilla, so. they were nine points behind Atletico come the end, and mm. then oh, Real Sociedad were well off Sevilla. Then they were like. 18 points off, 16 points off Sevilla, then come the end of the season. Barcelona, you think of how many times you get now, like Twitter notification or just see it on Twitter or Instagram. Messi, he's rescued Barcelona again, hat trick. He scored a 90 minute free kick. He's done this, he's done that. And it's just gone. So, okay, your your last shout. You're so, going bold. Will Lukaku go into Chelsea? It's not announced, but it's happening. Timo Werner's going to score more goals than Lukaku this season. He's going to come into form and he's going to start banging them. He scored a million offside goals this year. He's going to get back on track and he's going to keep Lukaku out of the team. Right, so how many goals do you think Lukaku's going to get? I don't know, like 15 Premier League goals. That'd be pretty stinking. Werner's getting 20 plus. Telling you, I'm going to take a James approach and I'm backing my man Timo Werner. He's going to be flames this season. Can't have that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, so, you know, okay. <laughs> right, right, Ronan. No, the less said about that, the better. Ronan, do you want to go? Right, my, my tamest one uh, was Barcelona, but obviously I'm changing the name. My tamest one is Leicester aren't going to get a European spot this season. Mm. That's um, quite bold, considering how dark yeah, the rest bold. of the teams are. I, do, but like, I don't know. Like Leicester had two seasons in a row there where they should have finished in the Champions League and they bought it on the last day. Um, I don't know if they still have that momentum or not. Especially second half of the season. Like Brendan Rodgers' teams really struggled back end of the season. I think Spurs are going to be better this season. Um, West Ham, not West Ham. Arsenal might be better this season. I don't know. Be much worse. So I think Leicester are going to struggle. and I, I don't think they're going to finish in the European spot this season. They'll be eight or ninth. They're not going to finish way down the table. They're not stupid, but I think they're going to struggle this season. Right, next we'll shout. That. Uh, next shout, Toby from Love Island is going to be signed as Barcelona's replacement. He's going to win the ball <laughs> That would do numbers on Twitter. That'd be amazing. Wins the 50k and the ball on door. It'd be what, what a year for Love Island. God, yeah. That's a dream. They wouldn't be able to afford his wages. It's the only problem. Be the most expensive signing ever. You imagine Chloe at the Ballon d'Or fucking <laughs> oh, presentation. <boy>. No wait, <laughs> it's it's taken less than an hour for the new season to go off the rails. That's yes. beautiful. This is what you listen for, people. Poetry in motion. Okay, and your last one. If that, I mean, if that was your your second loyalist, I can't wait to hear your first. This is something that might break physics. I don't know if it's possible, but Pep will grow hair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just naturally. Yeah, just naturally. You won't even get a hair transplant. Pep Guardiola will just, his hair follicles will return. I think it'll be something like Martin Scarlett, where he actually could grow all along. It's just, he just refused to. Then Ashley Young. Yeah. That's freak behavior. And him back in the Premier League, he's going to get bird poo in his mouth again. And I think, actually, you know what I think is going to happen? I think think Pep's going to manifest it. And he's going to have crystals underneath his bed sheets. He's going to hide crystals. Under Jurgen Klopp's, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's, and Tuchel's bed sheets, they're all going to go bald. The he's bad crystals. Yeah. All their I mean, hair is going Jack to like, grow on he's his got, heads. He's got some head of hair on him, so he might get a few 
Or yeah, like maybe it's just a case that the, the Premier League is just too easy for him this season. Like it's just been stressed the whole time. And as soon as he's <laughs> relaxed, getting 150 points this season, his hair will come back. Yeah, he's um, going to grow his hair and then he's just going to slick it back. And, and speaking <laughs> of hair, right, just one thing I need to mention. I was watching, well, I wasn't watching United Everton. I missed it, but i seen the highlights. And Anthony Martial, he's went full slap head and he's getting 50 goals this season. I forgot he existed. I'll be totally honest. All, all the players are United. I, I completely forgot about Mark. So uh, he's he's made himself more aerodynamic. Yeah, I, honestly, I looked at it and at first at first glance, I thought it was Ashley Young, just because it's just perfectly shiny. Yeah. Oh no! It's, I wonder if anyone's, an wonder if anyone's ever done like an actual test on the aerodynamics of being bald. It's kind of one. Maybe there well, is. I mean, I mean, sure, there's probably the... has been studies on that. To be honest, swimmers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, swimmers they shave all their body hair. Mm. But yeah, like imagine having a big flowing mane compared to just skinhead. You're going to run faster. Yeah, right. So my shout, my tamest one uh, is that AC Milan are going to win the Italian league title. Oof. AC Milan are going to win Serie A. Juventus, they're stinking last year. They're not going to improve much. Inter Milan are literally going bankrupt. Um, you know, or maybe I could change that even to either AC Milan or Atalanta. They are going to win Serie A this year. I watched AC Milan against United last year, and I was well impressed with them. Uh, really good team under, uh, oh, what's his name? Pioli, Stefano Pioli. Uh, yeah, I really like AC Milan. That's so actually not that's... a bad check, considering I actually finished the Italian league is. I mm. actually agree with that. I think I think that's actually a great change. Atalanta, I don't think will. Um, no. Atalanta will be top four again. AC but Milan I think they have lost squad. a few players. Like Kessier and Tio Hernandez still have Zlatan, who's a bit of a dick. But I mean, not bad squad. Well, Donnarumma so, gone, yeah. that'll be... They've got Manyan, though. Yeah, cool, he's awesome. decent. He was, what, the Lille keeper last season, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's actually not a bad one. Right. My, my second bull shout is Aston Villa will not miss Jack Grealish because Emi Buendia is going to get more goal involvements than Jack Grealish this season. Bold. That it's is a bold happen. one. I Damn actually, well, whether he gets more goals and assists, I don't know about, but I do agree with Villa not missing Jack Grealish because I think there was games last year where they were way too over reliant on Jack Grealish. And the, when Jack Grealish was out injured, uh, there was mm. just sort of missing, like they just didn't have it. They didn't know how to play without him. They always, they, they needed him to be in there to, you know, do his thing. So I think this year, if they're not relying as heavily on Jack Grealish or his replacement Buendia in Buendia's a baller, what, yeah, but I don't think, they're, but they're not going to be as heavily reliant. So I think they're going to be able to cope with games without him better. I think, and they've got two good strikers as well in Instagram and Olivier Watkins. So I mean, yeah, I mean Buendia was putting up really good uh, numbers for Narch when they finished dead last, and now he's playing behind Ings, Watkins, and Leon Bailey. I mean, you'd imagine Ashley Young's probably going to play Leon left Bailey back. Bailey as well. I forgot yeah. about Bailey. You'd imagine Ashley Young's going to play left back, Matty Cash on the right, two good attacking fullbacks. Like, he's going to be providing these boys. Like, I think he's going to have a great season. I think Villa will probably have a better season than last year. Um, so, yeah. And then my last show, I don't know how bold it is. It just, it seems so out of reach uh, to me. Maybe it is a bit bold. 
maybe I'm overrating how good this team are, but I think the Champions League winners will be United. United are going to do. They're going to win the Champions oh. League. I don't know if Solskjaer has the tactical nous to win a league title, you know, for 38 games. But you look at Zidane, that was the same story at Real. But United, yeah, but they had Ronaldo. They had Ronaldo. Yeah. And yeah, United, Bruno <laughs> oh Fernandes, Sancho, Rashford, Cavani, Varane. PSG are winning the Champions League. Are you deluded? United, United. I put this as my boldest shout. Oh, United God. are going to win the Champions League. That's my boldest shout. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's going to happen. I am disgusted by that. Gonna sit I'm back not, and hurt these teams in the break. I'm not gonna dignify that with justifying it. Um I actually had one of my bull shows. I have one of my bull shows as Atletico in the Champions League. I just thought it was too boring to actually go with. Yeah. Um okay. no, that's no, you're probably I'm shocked honest. by that come off. Yeah. I'm telling you. Get into the semi-finals at least. Guarantee. Guarantee that. And then they're going to get absolutely <laughs> can you fucked imagine, up by PSG. Can you imagine Solskjaer in the Champions League final? He would shit and piss and come at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Sit them that, back. Yeah. Sit back, counter-attack and vibes. That's what Europe, that's what cup football's for. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh yeah. my goodness. Come back to this in May. Come back to this in you May. Can't I, genuinely think, I genuinely think if Solskjaer made it to a Champions League final, he would just be violently ill for the entire hour and a half. He would just, just feel so sick. He doesn't know what to do. He's completely panicked, so stressed out. Like, he's just yeah. vomiting, just diarrhea, just everything. He'd just be awful. It'd be a state. Tell me, Mick Fred, if they come alive against Paris, you should know this. We've seen this before. They're nothing to worry about. <laughs> I am right. disgusted by that. Okay, we'll move on to a new segment that we're going to try for the new season. We'll see how it goes. We're going to do, um, I don't know what you call it. We'll call it the Matthew Flamini quiz because he's a very intelligent, seemingly. This is going to be a football quiz. And we're yeah, going to he's do loaded. Three, we're going to do three or five questions each week, depending on, uh, we'll, we'll see it out. We're going to go with five questions this week just to test it out, right? I am the quiz master this week. All right, the first question for you two boys. Well, is wait, this, hold on. Is this like a buzzing, like an eh, or is it? It's whoever gets no. it first. No, I'll give you a few seconds to come up with your answer, okay? I'll give you 10 seconds, right? The first one is, can you name all nine Belgian players to have made 200 Premier League appearances? No. Whoever gets most. Three, two, one. And through the magic of editing, we've automatically got our timer done. Right, Roland, how many have you got? Um, Just got the eight, number I've, first. Eight written down. Right, Mixer, what have you got? I have five, and one of them is right. out there. I <laughs> right. Right. So Ronan, you name your eight: Lukaku, Courtois, Company, Mignolet, Hazard, Vermalen. Oh yes. Alderweireld. Oh, Bertone. how did I fucking forget the Spurs boys? Right. So you've got six there. Vermalen oh, yes. hasn't got. Vermalen hasn't got. Yeah. So Ronan's I've already won because they've already went down yeah. five. Right. So right, that's one of them already gone. One of them's already out there. So I have Company. Mignolet, Lukaku, and Chadley. Well, Ch- no, not Chadley. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. So oh, I just had a brain fart there. I the nine are. The nine oh, and Dembele, Moose Dembele. Fuck's sake. Yeah. The nine are Company, Fellaini, oh. Benteke, Lukaku, Hazard, Mignolet, Moose Dembele, Toby Alderweireld, who is exactly 200 just before he went, God. and Jan Vertonghen. So, Where did Alderweireld go to? Uh, he went out to the Middle East. 
Oh, Jesus. Spurs are even more washed than I thought they were. 1-0 Ronan. Actually, we'll cap this. Let's say if Ronan wins the first three, then that's just the quiz over. Right? Right. Second one, this is a very outlandish one, and I'll just give you a few seconds to just yell out a random number because there's no way you could possibly know the actual answer. <laughs> right. How many Allens have England caps? What <laughs> Whoever the... gets closer. Whoever gets closer. How many I, Allens? I'm going to say 21. 17. It's going to be a one point to make, sir. Oh, go on! Four, 14 Allens, and I'm not going to name Surprise them all because right, nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> right, number three. It's going to go to at least a fourth question. Number three, can you name whoever's quickest here? Can you name Spain's top three goal scorers of all time? Mixer, yeah. David Villa, Fernando Torres, uh, Raul. Yeah, Mixer. Villa with 59, Raul with 44, Torres with 38. All right, Ronan, you need to get this to stay in. And this is, you either know it or you don't, I feel. And I feel like you might know it. It's probably one of the easier ones. In the 2015 Champions League final, who scored Juventus's only goal? Morata. Yeah, I got there first. No. I got there first. Oh, I think Mexico got that. I think it was I me. I got there first. I think that was me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overrule this. Mexico, you get the victory. <laughs> Dubs only, my friend. Right. Maybe, it was on, maybe it was on yours. I, it's, I said it before, mixed on mine. <laughs> All right. right. Maybe, maybe automatically, like. we've, got some, uh, we've got some drama on the first episode. Bar. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. If it came up, well, it came what was, what was the last list. question? What was the last question? The last question was, this... was again, it's just another random one. How many UEFA Cup finals or Europa, Cup, uh, Europa League finals have went to penalties? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter because I won. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's what's <laughs> Congratulations, um, Mixer. Well done. Thank yeah. you. So, I will Mixer, not be that gracious in defeat. You can be the, the taskmaster or the, the, the quiz master next week. Quiz master next week. Yeah, so you can Task. prepare five questions for us. Um, and that just a bit brings an end to the first episode of the second season of the Bar Steelers podcast. So we very much hope you enjoyed this episode. In the description of this podcast, we'll leave all our socials, which you can follow. If you can follow us on whatever you're listening to us on, like us, give us a rate, whatever you can do. Uh, that's very much appreciated and yeah it's good to be back lads and uh, we'll see you next week hopefully sports social podcast network